Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Talking OTC Commodities podcast series, brought to you by the Global Commodities Team at EEX Group. Hello and welcome to this episode of Talking OTC Commodities. My name is Richard Heath, Senior Manager in the Group Strategy Department of EEX. And for this podcast, I'm delighted to welcome David Briggs, the co-founder of KB Tech, a company that specializes in providing digital workflow solutions to the OTC commodity markets. Thanks for joining us, David. No problem. In today's episodes, we're going to explore how technology can simplify the trading and clearing process for OTC commodity derivatives, examine where digitizing the trade chain can add value, and discuss what the future might be for technology services in this area. David, let's start at the top, the actual trade capture. Mm -hmm. How can digitizing this part of the process add efficiency for traders and for brokers? Well, historically... I think we've seen most trades are booked uh, by uh, phone communications from trading parties, maybe to a broker. Um, the, the trades themselves are then written down on paper, passed to uh, a back office team. And it's easy, I think, in that setup uh, for delays to occur, uh, for the trading parties to maybe lose, lose sight of the status um, of their trade. Um, it restricts the ability to keep track of the, of the status of those trades once they've maybe been submitted for, for clearing, etc. And digitization means right from the beginning of that uh, flow, um, if you like, from, from the moment the trade has been agreed, if you capture that within uh, a technical system, you're able to access and provide visibility to that trade's lifestyle life cycle right from the beginning okay i mean y y you captured it there in this market um there's a established process of physically writing trade details on a ticket i mean capturing that digitizing that surely you know can we make that as easy as writing a ticket digitally i i do think so and that's something we've worked on um over the years uh the web is is a great tool for for easy access a simple form that can be presented uh, maybe to a broker who, having received uh, the, the orders, the matched orders from clients, uh, is able to easily enter the information. It's an opportunity also, uh, I think, for validation. So the, the screen that the user is entering the data into can help them check that what they're entering is correct. That might be drop-down lists or linking information or warnings if maybe a, um, an amount is, is out of a particular range. So not only are you capturing um, the data quickly so that you can pass it on 
uh, and, and ensure visibility and an audit trail, you're right at the beginning making sure it's easy to enter and that what you're entering is correct. You're saying it's, it's just as easy as it is to, to write it on a ticket, but there's advantages as well in terms of um, reducing errors. Is that right? Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of advantages, and, and maybe we can we can go through some of them um, through through this conversation. But yeah, you can make it easy as entering on a, on a on a mobile phone. We've we've got users who are able to book trades while sitting on the train. They might receive a, a call from from a client. They can use their their mobile phone uh, to enter the details of that trade, and then that trade and its uh, status is available to the to the trading client and it can also then be novated through to clearing almost instantly maybe it's an obvious question but the flexibility of mobile you still get all the same data validation you know you mentioned um, using drop down lists to ensure you have the right information in the ticket looking at price validations to to sort of save fat finger errors all of this happens on the on the mobile as well yep it's Underneath, it can be the same system uh, that's available through a through a desktop or or a mobile, all with the same validation rules. Indeed, the same security credentials, so a user can access the same system from multiple devices wherever they are. Have you actually seen error rates come down? Is it something that that you have data on? Well, I can certainly say that over the time we've been able to enhance the system to respond to the sorts of errors that users make. So I think when we first started working with Trade Capture, um, we were making some assumptions about the sorts of errors that users may be making. But over time, you're able to enhance the way the system helps the user. Um, and that can also go as far as you know typical surveillance techniques, um, market surveillance techniques, that is. So that might be price ranges, acceptable price ranges. Um, and also, uh, an interesting uh, thing recently is we've started working with some machine learning algorithms uh, provided by certain cloud services, which are automatically looking for anomalies. As as you enter the data, it's able to automatically compare what's been entered to, to previous entries and alert the user within certain parameters um, as to whether the system feels a, an error has occurred. So it's not only us learning about the way the system can be improved. Um, artificial intelligence is getting involved now too. You're saying that once you digitise that part of your business, you, you get these sort of dual, dual benefits, you know, working directly with an organisation like yourselves, you can fine-tune the system to make it a little bit more bespoke, or as you say, you know, you learn the sorts of user errors that you make. Um, but also you have this whole second layer, which is completely unseen, which is these machine learning algorithms, which could flag up mistakes that you're maybe not even aware of, or as you say, anomalies that you're not even aware of. So you have something looking in the background for these anomalies, um, for things that you, you might not even consider. I think that's a really key point, actually, generally about trade capture. That is, once you get the information into the system, you can start to do stuff with it, and that changes over time. So initially, there may be some some quick gains, such as visibility and an audit trail. Uh, that visibility, I think, is a big thing. That extends not only to the trading venue, but to the, the uh, market participants, maybe to the clearing banks, and even the regulator. 
but also there is that opportunity to then do more with the data and whether that's leveraging things like machine learning and artificial intelligence um, analytics reporting there's a whole load of stuff that you can do that without that digital trade capture taking place in the first place simply isn't available to you it seems pretty clear um, how this can benefit the brokers how it makes their lives easier and is you know every bit as as quick and easy as writing a ticket how does it look to the other side to, to the traders what sort of visibility do they have when the broker that they're interacting with is using these systems i think i, I think like i mentioned at, at the beginning with the historic um, habit i guess of of trades being booked by paper being passed to a back office um, there's been a lack of uh, visibility for the for the trading participants themselves uh, with a digital trade capture facility the trading party can see their trade instantly they can access maybe that the same system uh, that the that the broker is is registering the trade on and see trades related to their organization see the status those trades are in whether maybe they're being held up due to a surveillance issue maybe that they've been passed to clearing and, and they're, they're pending. It could be um, checks on, on the counterparty or it might simply be confirmation that everything has gone through and, and perhaps a message and perhaps a confirmation passed through to their back office system. So there's a lot of advantages to the trading party right from the moment that that trade gets entered into the system. It seems to be all about visibility. I mean, what, what you were saying is that in the process of writing down a paper ticket, passing it to the back office, that being booked in, you know, at some stage at the exchange, there are market surveillance controls or there are risk controls. Um, the trade is then cleared. Really, without having this digital process in that chain, all of that information is unavailable, both to the trader and, and to the broker. And in many cases, I guess, when we're talking about the actual booking of the trade to the exchange as well. Yeah, it, it makes the whole process a lot more efficient. I mean, I guess that, you know, the trading party can contact the broker or, or, or trading venue, repeatedly ask for status updates. But by digitizing the process, it means that you can make that information immediately available without having to, to make the phone call or, or respond to it from, from the other side. An example might be uh, that, generation of, of a recap so rather than having to manually request that um, or even say the trading venue produce and, and distribute those recaps the trading party can actually go into the system and access that information directly themselves so what about when it comes to managing errors you know with with all of the advancements that can be made there are inevitably you know the occasional trades error um, what value does it add to have your trade chain digitized when it comes to, first of all, discovering errors and secondly, resolving them? I think the main advantage there is, is speed of resolution. Uh, with it being digitized, naturally the whole process can be hooked up or automatically. So, for example, having entered the trade, we have checks that are run instantly and that can be reported straight to the screen of whoever's entering that trade. So there's the ability at that point to, to react instantly. The, the broker or, or operator within the trading venue 
may still even be on the phone to, to a client as they're receiving input directly from the system. So there are certain things that can be resolved immediately. However, those problems might occur further on down the chain. But again, with every step in the process being recorded um, and made visible to, to the relevant party, those parties can respond accordingly, contacting the appropriate person or persons in order to resolve it as quickly as possible. I think, you know, on this point, um, certainly we can maybe add something from the experience that, that we've had at EEX of, of working with KB Tech. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we recently completed a project to bring our entire trade chain for global commodities into this digital digital workflow um, and so we can give an example of a before and after you know where we had a trade error before we had this and and also and also after and as I say you know trade errors do inevitably inevitably happen so when we had errors in the past and they were outside this digital workflow it was there was parts of the chain which were not visible to our market surveillance and market operation teams we had one relatively recently which I remember and the information that our market operations team had was the origination of the trades right through to clearing and all the steps in between. They could very quickly tie in the discussion that they were having with the broker, the discussion that they were having with the member, and the discussion that they were having with the clearinghouse to the information that was being presented to them from the system. And the time it took to establish where the error was was reduced to, to minutes as opposed to before where you know they couldn't see what was being booked in um, you know you had to rely on what the different parties were telling you and of course if the trade happened a minute before that's fine if the trade happened an hour before you know brokers will have booked other trades traders will have uh, transacted other trades maybe the information is not fresh in their mind so we've seen a real benefit on trade error resolution once we've had this whole chain digitized within our business? Yeah, I think there's a, a few examples where being able to resolve the problems quickly can really help. One that, that has come up in, in similar situations to, to what you've referred to there is when uh, the clearing facility closes. So, for example, ECC clearing closes at 6 p.m. UK time each day. Um, if the problem occurs only shortly before that closing, then all of the parties involved have very little time to resolve what's happened. Whereas if you've got a clear, visible audit trail, you've got reporting to the right operational teams, then you can resolve those problems within minutes, as you say, and get things sorted before the, 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 the clearing session closes. I think that's a, a really key, key point, actually. Um, I mean, not talking specifically about EEX, but I'm aware of multiple times when trade errors go unresolved overnight, right? And of mm. course, this must have um, an onward impact in the reconciliation process at the trader, um, particularly if you don't have the visibility through the trade chain of what's going on. Yeah, and, and it goes back to, to the confidence that, that you talked about earlier, especially if there's, you know, other trading linked to the positions that are taken for the trading company to to have that confidence that the trade has taken place it has gone through to clearing properly it really does allow them to then proceed with the rest of their with, 
rest of their trading book. David, I want to talk a little bit about risk, mm-hmm. Pre- pre-trade risk. Um, all exchanges have some form of risk controls. It's an increasingly important part of the trade chain in the ever-increasingly regulated environment that we're in. How does digitizing the trade ta- chain give an opportunity to make this part of the process more efficient and easier uh, for traders and for brokers? Again, I think the, the main benefit is is speed. Um, so there are, as we said before, there's, there's various parties involved in a trade. And rather than having to, to wait for, um, a, say, a paper trade to, to be booked in the back office, to, to be emailed, say, through to clearing, etc., um, by having a, a risk assessment at the point at which the trade is captured, you can instantly provide feedback to the participants and let them know that any relevant limits um, are okay or, or if if there's a problem. Um, I guess the the other part of it is is the reason why those that that risk control is there in the in the first place, and and that's to provide uh, the ability for for whoever it may be, uh, it might be the trading venue, it might be the trading company, it might be a, a clearing bank, to put controls in place uh, to, to ensure that trading participants don't exceed acceptable uh, levels of exposure. Certainly from, from our side, that real-time element that you're talking about, the speed of having the information at hand um, has been very valuable in the pre-trade risk system that KB Tech has provided for EEX. Mm. One of the other benefits that, that we've seen here is the visibility, and not necessarily the visibility from the exchange side, but actually the visibility that's shared between the different parties to the trade. The general clearing member sets the limit for their client. The client has the visibility of that limit. The broker, to a certain extent, also has visibility of that limit so what we've seen is that that helps to bring these risk controls a little bit further forwards in in the trade chain Um, rather than waiting for a trade to be booked and have it fail risk controls actually it's possible for all the parties to the trade to have a view beforehand of whether a trade is likely to be accepted or not yes that's right And, and a good example is is with the broker having some visibility so if the system is able to present at least, as, as we have in our system, a sort of traffic light system that shows the creditworthiness of potential counterparties to a trade, the broker can ensure that they satisfy their, their client's requirement with a creditworthy counterparty rather than only finding out once a trade has been um, passed through to clearing that that counterparty is, isn't in fact suitable. In terms of the risk system and also we're talking about all of the counterparties to a particular trade, so mm-hmm. from the general clearing member's side, how do they interact with this risk system now it's in the in the digital space? Does it talk directly to their systems? Can it do that? Do they do it manually? What sort of choices do they have? Yeah, there's a, there's a few alternatives. So we have uh, a very extensive user interface that the uh, clearing firm can use to to manage the limits for their clients Um, and there's various types of limits so it might be an initial margin comparison and the system is constantly 
keeping tabs, if you like, on the on their clients' portfolios and positions, so it can assess whenever uh, a new trade is being proposed into the system. It can make an assessment and compare that portfolio value to limits laid down by the by the clearing firm. Um, in answer to your question, though, about the ways in which uh, that the clearing firm can interact with the system. As I say, there's the user interface. There's also there's also an API, uh, which provides them with the facility to link their own technical systems directly into the risk management layer. Um, so they could then manage that remotely. Is maybe not the wrong word, but they wouldn't have to directly interact with the risk system anymore. They could manage it from a central system of their own. Presumably, they can configure alerts or something else to tell them about the activities of their clients in certain situations, and and you know therefore could take action and update things as well. Yes, that's that's absolutely right. So they can configure a series of email alerts for all sorts of different events that might occur within the risk management layer, and that might be from a rejection, it might be a, a change of limits. Um, and it might also be simply to let them know that, that a trade has gone through. We also employ warning thresholds, which can be presented to the clearing firms and the brokers and, and the trading companies at a certain uh, percentage of proximity to, to a limit. The system can provide alerts to let them know that they're, they're getting near, near to the end. So the system is anticipating problems hopefully before they they actually occur. And how does it work with multiple parties setting different risk limits? So if I was to give you an example, the the general clearing member sets a limit on behalf of their client, um, which reflects the risk exposure they want to that client or the amount of collateral the client has with them or or whatever criteria they're deciding. Mm -hmm. Can the client themselves set a limit? Could, Could you have a situation where the client may want to set a limit um, separate to the one set for them by their clearing member, and, and if that was the case, how do those limits interact with each other? The the limits are accumulative. So as you've as you've described there, you can have different parties with different interests and reasons for applying limits, all contributing their limit into the pot, so to speak. And so when a trade that includes that party at some level occurs and passes through the system it will be assessed against all limits that have been placed. And it's only if all those limits are passed that the trade is then successfully passed on through the rest of the system and on to clearing. Any problems are reported back to the, to the individual or the system uh, that, that has passed the trade, trade in. And which limit is it that takes precedence? You know, let's say we've got various limits from various different, different parties... Um, how does the system determine the correct one to apply? Well, as I say, it's it's more accumulative, so it's looking across all of the all of the limits that have been applied. So there isn't really a precedence. Um, any party, as I say, it might be the clearing firm, it might be the trading company, it might be the trading venue itself. If they've put a limit in there, they can rest assured that should their limit be uh, contravened, that trade will not go through even if it does pass through the criteria laid down by another party, um, each individual can be uh, confident that the trade will not go through. We've talked uh, a lot about the 
the the sort of intra trade chain, the transition to clearing, the management through risk, and how we can resolve. Uh, well, first of all, identify and resolve trades errors. Let's look a little bit about the post trade section. Where can we add value in post trade from having this trade chain digitized? We spoke earlier a little bit about visibility for the for the trading participants particularly. And post-trade, I think that the biggest advantage is being able to quickly hook up into back office and confirmation systems. So that might be simply a case of the trading party checking that what they believe they've traded is what has gone through to the venue. And by providing an API, and by that I mean an, an interface to which different systems can connect and, and receive uh, data electronically, we can very quickly pass from the venue information straight through to, to the trading company systems that can match up with exactly what they think they've traded almost instantly. That allows the trading party to respond if there's a problem, um, to, to make decisions about further trades that they be maybe looking to make off, off the back of, of that trade. But again, it really comes down to that mixture, I think, of, of visibility and timeliness that without the digitization workflow is really hard to achieve. So we're talking here about an end-to-end an -end process, right? You mm. know, um, as you're saying, with the origination of the trades, the brokers booking it in, having that booked in digitally allows it to go the full loop through the exchange, all the way to the, the trader's back office or, or risk system um, without having to be input manually. And, and the status of that trade is then updated live as it goes through its life cycle. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's worth pointing out that, you know, the vast majority of trades don't have a problem. And with this workflow, with so much automation, it's, it, it just happens seamlessly, very, very quickly, right from the beginning of a decision to, to trade all the way through to having it confirmed and ensure that, that confidence that you can proceed uh, with, with other trading activity. Don't forget, most trades just go through the system seamlessly. So right from the moment that you decide to trade and that trade is entered into the workflow, that will just work all the way through, update your back office system, give you the confidence that you can move on with your other trading activity. So as an example of this, I mean, we've been working with um, one of the, the members of EEX lately to look at a pilot project in this in this space. And if I if I share the example, um, this particular trader in a in a way very similar uh, to the process at the broker, as the trade is transacted, um, makes a makes a physical note of what they've traded. Mm -hmm. um, this is then replicated at the broker's area, booked into the exchange. You know, at some point later is is cleared. At the end of the day, that trader takes their notes of what they've done and tries to reconcile this against uh, the feed that they're getting through their clearing member from the exchange, and also has a process of manually booking all these trades into their into their back office system. So, the the links that we're talking about through this chain um, have the ability to drastically reduce or maybe completely remove 
this process because that information would automatically hit the trader's back office system as it's booked in by the broker. And it means you're reducing the opportunity to bring error into the process. The more manual intervention, the more steps and stages that are there that aren't automated, the greater your chance of errors and disparity sneaking into the process. Absolutely. Um, and of course, there's the time factor as well. I do a trade at nine o'clock in the morning. I write it down. I reconcile it at six o'clock in the evening. Um, you know, for some of our clients, they might have done 30, 40, 50 trades in the day. Uh, impossible to remember every one, particularly, you know, something that happened six or seven hours earlier. Mm. And I think also uh, different types of users, that that time uh, element is is more more or less important. For example, you might have a market maker who's looking to arb into another market. They need to have that confidence as quickly as possible. And how does the the data in this situation add value as well? So we, we talked a little bit about um, at the trade capture level how having the data in the digital environment can be beneficial. Do we see the same sort of benefit at the trader level as well later on in the trading process? I think all the participants can make use of the, the analytics that can be performed on a, a growing data set. So that might be, as I say, any of them, that might be the trading venue itself able to, to detect trends and, and patterns in, in the way different uh, products or contracts are being traded. And, and that works at every level. So I think that the, the trading firms, the, the clearing firms, each participant can, can perform an analysis. And as long as the system makes that information available and the crucial element of that is getting the information in in the first place uh, means that you can access access that sort of information. We've gone over a lot of about how we can um, add value, increase efficiency, make the lives of traders and brokers and general clearing members in this space easier today. What do you see coming in the future in this segment? I think... One of the most significant things is, is probably going to be the, the analytics or the analytical side of things. Uh, some of that will be purpose-built, as I say, e extending maybe on traditional surveillance techniques and reporting techniques, um, use of third-party reporting tools. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, the, the real growth is, is likely to be, uh, I think, the application of artificial intelligence machine learning where there's that added value component um, as as technology improves and enables us to store more and more data and do stuff with that data um, I think that's where we're really going to see a movement patterns trends observations that maybe we don't think to look for ourselves but that, that the patterns can be detected presented back to us and help feed the, the whole trade trading life cycle. So that's, that's a really interesting area. Of course, what you're talking about is only possible if that data is available to the systems in in the first place, right? So the, the power of these tools, which um, we're just starting to see now and that you expect to increase in the future, unless we have this trade chain digitized and captured in this way, much of that data is missing at, at certain stages. Indeed, you, you could, 
for example, if it was just the analytics uh, that, that you were after, you could enter all this information after after the, the, the trading workflow has, has completed. But when you couple it with all of the other advantages, such as the visibility of the whole process that we've discussed, the opportunity for, for validation, um, you put all these things together and then it really starts, it, it becomes quite a compelling picture to put the trade information in right at the beginning, follow it all the way through, have the advantage of that audit trail, that confidence for all all participants within within the trading workflow as to what's happening and when, and the benefit of the analytics, the reporting, the, the trend analysis at the end, makes a lot of sense to, to do it all together. David, thanks very much for joining me today. It's been great to talk to you. My pleasure. I hope that uh, everyone listening has found this uh, interesting and insightful. If you have specific questions on this topic, you want to learn more about how you can interact with EEX on any of the parts within the trade chain, please don't hesitate to contact me directly. My email address is richard.heath at eex.com. Thanks very much. And uh, until next time, goodbye and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Talking OTC Commodities, brought to you by the Global Commodities Team at EEX Group. If you'd like to get in touch with us or have questions relating to today's podcast, please feel free to email us at globalcommodities at eex.com. Further information can also be found on our website, www.eex.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.